I'm Justin Hancock. And I'm Meg John Barker. And this is... The Meg John and Justin... Podcast. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'm really digging this new intro. That's oh, lovely. I'm Thanks really liking Very professional. It. Uh, welcome back, dear listener. Today, we're going to talk about being with joy. Oh, yeah. Joyful uh, podcast. Joy is like a, a huge topic. And actually, um, it's one we talked about in our book, Enjoy Sex, How, When, and If You Want To. Yeah. Um, it's how, in the title. Hmm? It's in the very title. Exactly. Joy and joy. And we talk about different kinds of enjoyment as well, don't we? And how, mm. you know, to make space for that and and how consent's the most important thing. But we're going to talk about joy, um, not in terms of just enjoying sex, but just being able to be with joy. Yeah. We'll kind of talk about as We'll explain as we go, I suppose. Yeah, but joy in ourselves and joy in other people, I guess. Um, it relates to, I guess, a lot of other, our other podcasts on staying with feelings, which is mm. quite a theme for us, again, in relation to sex and relationships more broadly. Um, but yeah, like when we talk about staying with feelings, there's often a, com- a focus on so-called negative feelings yeah. and really challenging that view that they're negative, yeah. sadness, fear, anger, yeah. that kind of thing. We often don't make much room for joy so we're going to make no. some today yeah oh yeah and we don't and that's the thing is that if we only talk about the if we're only maybe we're guilty of this in our podcast maybe not i don't know but mm. if we only talk about the feelings that are like uh in inverted commas difficult yeah then that implies that the default um feeling that we have is joy and that's not true either yeah like mm-hmm. our default isn't joy we're not constantly feeling joy mm. Where, and so it's about so we're looking at joy I guess as a feeling and mm. and thinking well thinking of ways that it can we can be invi- invite ourselves and give ourselves permission to be with joy yeah. in the same way that we might be with anger or that might be with sadness and mm. and the I guess we talk we might talk more broadly about the slightly more political kind of aspects of this as well that uh, mm. that what that can lead to and might talk about that oh, at yeah. the end yeah we should um, uh so um i guess let's start with you know when people ask us how we are yeah uh as you were saying nj there's this cultural script right maybe is it like a uk cultural script but you know what is it when people say yeah how are you nj oh i'm fine yeah yeah we never have that conversation though we (laughs) We never say that not with each other (laughs) it's like where do i start (laughs) okay long long exhale (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like the cultural script is you say fine or even great yeah yeah yeah, even, like, whatever you're feeling. Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Mustn't grumble. Mustn't grumble. <laughs> Mustn't grumble. <laughs> that comes from something, doesn't it, anyway? Yeah. yeah, Mustn't grumble is so interesting because that's definitely saying, like, yeah, we must not do negative emotions in response to this question. Yeah. So, like, the cultural norm is definitely not going near em- negative emotions. And the cultural norm is almost to say you feel joy even when you don't or, yeah. or happy. But um, I think a lot of us who've moved a bit away from that, and I'm probably most of the listeners to this podcast are people who are moving away from some of those mm-hmm. cultural norms. You can go the other way, yeah. such that whenever someone asks you how you are, it's just, you know, the focus is on the tough stuff. It's yeah. like, that's your go-to. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And as if we, it is as if we can give ourselves permission to talk about the tough stuff, yeah. but we might not be able to talk about the stuff which is which is joyful. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I sort mean, of it's all about, do we... Is there a danger that when we when we ch- shift from the one script, we go sort of too far into another script? Um, yeah, yeah. I guess that is where um, there is an element of politics here involved in how we relate to feeling about ourselves, because um, 
a lot of people are not feeling very happy about yeah. the world at the moment. I mean, I'm not feeling very happy about the world. No, the world at all. sucks right now. It's yeah. very scary, um, and mm. so the so often the kind of default position is for for when people ask me how I'm feeling is mm. to think about all the all the stuff that is tricky for me because it's tricky in the world so you know separating my feelings out yeah. from what's going on in the world and almost like it would be not okay to feel joy mm. given how tough everything is yeah like yeah it can go yeah it can go the other way and i guess again there's also a capitalist kind of element to this of like we're encouraged to be very self-critical mm. um and to always think that we're lacking and we need stuff we need to buy stuff to make ourselves better and improve yeah. so again to admit to being actually right in this moment feeling joyful you know, not thinking that we're lacking is quite a, could be quite seen as quite an anti-capitalist move, potentially. Definitely. Yeah. And there's a capitalist thing in, also in people in saying, in being invested in being and performing happiness and not exactly. admitting to anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feelings. So it's complicated. It's yeah. like, you know, there's the normative pushes. You have to be that shiny, curated, happy self on Instagram or whatever. Exactly. But then there's sort of, a, there's a non-normative move to just talking about the really difficult stuff and we need to find middle ways perhaps exactly and yeah. so this is not the i'll oh, just cheer up no this is definitely not the cheer up podcast, podcast. Yeah. that's not what we're no. it's not what we're doing and and, it, and we're also not saying um forget about the politics forget about society and culture you know forget about fascism and yeah forget about um <laughs> the environmental poverty, disaster the yeah. Ar- yeah exactly mm. um so, but we, there is almost like a responsibility to remember joy here, yes. we're saying. And I in think the same way that there is, in one of our previous podcasts, we talked about a responsibility to do self-care that yeah. for around for ourselves and other people, there's, there is also, mm. um, is it like a responsibility or um, a, a reminder that we can experience joy? Yeah. And that that's okay. Doesn't. There's, um, you know, like, I guess from a Buddhist perspective, there's, it's often said that, you know, I can't remember, Buddhism's all like the five this and the eight that and the ten this. And I've been, you know, I've been studying it for 20 years and I still can't remember which of them is. The joy is one of the five somethings or the six somethings or whatever. But right. it's like, it is saying that it's a valuable thing to cultivate in ourselves is the ability to have perspective to have lightness to not make things such a big deal Mm. and to be able to experience the the joy in the moment you know not always be kind of in the the heaviness of the past or the worries about the future so there's there's something in there about importance of cultivating joy from a kind of spiritual perspective and then if you want to go to just like the pure psychology of it um you know, in terms of this whole like idea of staying with feelings, um, one of the key senses is that if you can't stay with all of the feelings, you often get stuck in a certain area or mm. you get really depressed. And this is where we go to like the movie Inside Out, yeah. which I think we've talked about before, mm-hmm. which is just a really good kind of overview of this psychological yeah. theory of emotion, which is basically if any of the emotions get cast out, mm. if like, and, and they're talking about these fundamental emotions of like joy, sadness, fear, anger and disgust mm-hmm. are the ones that are in that movie which are seen as kind of the pivotal human emotions. Like if any of them can't be felt or we've got rid of them, then actually the others become more difficult too. And in fact in the movie she starts to get really depressed and the whole the whole of her inner world kind of goes grey yeah. because she's lost sadness and joy. Yeah. And like 
you, you have to be able to be in all the emotional states and um, the existential therapist and Emmy van Dersen sees it like this wheel that you have to keep going around mm -hmm. um, and if, if you kind of if there's a whole area of the wheel or the compass which is like a no-go yeah then you're gonna get stuck you know purely in being really angry or maybe you're gonna get stuck in this kind of gray emotionless mm. kind of place which is a lot of people's experience of depression yeah so from that perspective it would just as it would be really vital to cultivate your capacity to feel fear sadness anger disgust it's also important to be able to feel joy definitely um, in order to keep going around the wheel yeah yeah the other thing that that kind of reminds me of as well is um you know this ancient greek idea of lots of different kinds of love mm -hmm. um and we've talked about this before on the podcast but there's like feeling a uh, love for ourselves there's like romantic love and there's like a yeah there's also like um friend slash team kind of yeah. love and family love and love of humanity love of humanity but then there's a pragma which is pragmatic love being there for someone supporting someone mm. and there's ludus which is joy and oh yeah playful, playful love yeah. yeah yeah and so i guess it's like in our relationships many of our relationships with different people might have different aspects of different kinds of love but i think yeah. that in in my certainly in my close relationships mm. i need that i need to have a mix of pragma and ludus with all mm. my close people mm. then it has to be like where there has to be times where it can be playful and silly yeah and and joyful yes and um whilst also being um whilst also having this kind of supportive uh being there and being able to um to to, to um so I'm going to say support again. Yeah. Key word here. Um, but there's also an element of joy in doing in doing pragma as well. It's it, it, yeah. I think both of these things, and there's an element of pragma in doing ludus. But what I'm saying is, is that <laughs> um, I think that um, it's possible to to have. I think it's in a useful way of thinking about um, love as well as feelings that with by having both of those in play in our relationships with ourselves and also with other people exactly it's a reminder to have to have those things and too. just so just as we've talked on the podcast before about staying with your own feelings and staying with other people's feelings yeah part of part of love is being able to share all the feelings like it's a it's a big deal if you can't be sad with, with yeah. one of your people it's also a, actually a big deal if you can't have that joyful playful yeah kind of love you know with and that's not to say you have to have all kinds of love with everybody um but it you know it might be something to think about if you if you're really noticing you're not getting much of the like silly playful yeah for, for me as well um it relates a lot to this concept of plural selves which i think i've talked about on the podcast before but i've got a zine on my website on rewriting the rules about plural selves which is excellent thank you i i love it and so yeah my experience of myself is very much as plural like having these different mm -hmm. sides of myself which kind of map onto different feeling states to some extent mm. um and so i can I, I can kind of deliberately feel it as a kind of making space for that there's, there's a side of me that i would really associate with joy and one that i'd really associate with delight mm. um the delight one is very much a kind of inner child young part and the mm -hmm. joyful one is a bit more of a, a a guy you know who's kind of like all about the joy and the pleasure and so i would kind of notice now if they're not around much and i would i have the sense of like the kind of things that bring them out in terms mm -hmm. of like listening to particular music or going on a walk with lots where there's lots of like wild, wildflowers and creatures or you know certain friendships you know get, and podcasting with you is one of the things that often brings out that more humorous joyful yeah. part of me so yeah it's um if that works for you 
you know, gentle listener as the, the plural selves idea that you might you might really kind of think about who are your who are your joyful parts and who do you share them with and how can you bring them out. That's a really good point. I mm. think that kind of leads on to um, uh, there's like there are times when we can be feeling nothing but um, well we might feel like we're feeling nothing but sadness. Yeah. Um, so my experience of so when I've experienced grief like the loss of uh, a family member um, you know I felt incredibly sad but at those moments of feeling incredible sadness are also the moments where I really notice when I'm feeling joy yeah so there are joyful moments when I felt incredibly sad and it's almost as if because there's like a I guess what feels like my default position is Mm. sadness and because I'm feeling that a lot I'm also more I guess I'm kind of feeling more primed to notice joy. Yeah. And I certainly remember very joyful moments in times where I've been very sad. Yes. Um, There was a story I was telling MJ before, uh, but after when my dad died um, years ago, um, I was waiting for my friends who were coming up who were being amazing. And we had this really, one of the wonderful things about it was that my friends came and my family were there and we had this quite joyful wake. It was, you Mm. know, wonderful. and um, but before then, I was waiting for them in uh, in in my hometown, where, my home city, Derby. Um, and I was reading something like uh, uh, in like a disused shop. There was like some uh, um, the local councillor put in some interesting information about a local building or something. I was reading that just killing time. And this bloke walked past and, and said, uh, "You won't you won't learn all from reading, youth." <laughs> Which, <laughs> It's like, still remember, just as, and has just walked off and thought, that's one of those brilliant things anyone's ever said yeah. to me. Um, and uh, and it just filled me with so much joy. And that was the first thing I said to John Steer. I said, you won't, you won't believe what someone's just said yeah. to me. And we all just pissed ourselves laughing. And uh, I thought, well, actually, yeah, it's quite an uh, element of truth in it. But also, is, I think it's also kind of... Um, answers a lot of our questions about where we are today yes as a society no there's micro moments isn't there yeah exactly your story reminds me of being on the train home from work a long time ago you know and you get so caught up in your mind sometimes don't you and you're kind of like worrying about the future and thinking about the past and like yeah i think it was probably a time when i was a bit low and there was somebody quite drunk on the other side of the phone but they were looking out the window and suddenly they said somebody up there loves me look at that sky wow and it's still i retain that oh. that statement and then of course i looked out the window and there was this amazing sky happening and oh. i was sharing it with this person. what an amazing and thing to say yeah it was just you know i mean i don't i don't believe in somebody up there particularly or no. any, you know but it was just there's something about the phrase that popped out of this person and the yeah. fact it also popped me out of and that's how again like buddhist authors like pema chodron often talk about it as like this little gap that those mo- micro moments of joy mm. bring to the, you know, we're, we're going round and round in our heads all the time, rehearsing stories mm. of like often quite tough stories about, you know, things being hard or worries or just, just going round and round and yeah. being a bit annoying. And then you might have this, just this little gap of like, oh my God, those seagulls are shagging, you know, is <laughs> what I often get living in Brighton. Um, it just pops you out and you're like, Wow, okay. <laughs> no. they're shagging, at least they're not stealing your chip. Well, exactly. Oh, oh my God, a seagull yeah. just stole my chip and that was quite funny. <laughs> or, yeah, like, you know, just, just, yeah, I think there's something about 
inviting yourself to notice those micro moments of joy. But yeah. there's something in here about how, why is it that we're in the stories that we're told, we're only able to give ourselves permission to experience and remember joy when we've been so sad. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, there's got to be something in here about how we can uh, hold on to and stay with the feelings of joy when they just happen. That's right. I think maybe sort of guilt and shame are quite are quite enemies mm. of joy now I'm thinking about it mm. is that yeah I think you can often kind of notice wow I'm in this really joyful place today and then there the either can be that political like we've talked about you mm. know oh I really shouldn't feel joyful at a time like this yeah or like you know thinking about the conflicts and tensions that are happening in your life that mm. mean you know like it's not is it really okay to feel joyful mm. when you know you've hurt somebody or something tough is going on with your family or something like mm. that yeah or or you just yeah this there's almost like a kind of guilt or a oh or like that feeling of like if i feel joy then something terrible's going to happen yeah do you know yeah. oh yeah definitely yeah yeah like it's it's definitely too dangerous to yeah. feel joy you know because like yeah something some, the other shoe's going to drop or yeah. whatever right i yeah. mean the thing is is that it will at some point yeah and, and, and it will the other way you know? yeah, exactly. it's like when you this is the point I suppose it's impermanence isn't it it's yeah. like you know the moments of joy and sadness remind you that sadness is not going to last forever mm. and the moments of sadness and joy remind you that joy is not going to last forever and kind of yeah. again kind of the point is to get to that it's okay it's okay to be in joy it's okay to be yeah. in sadness it's okay to be in fear exactly mm. and this is going to perhaps lead to like the political point that I was mm. thinking about, which is um, that we can all share our that with other people if we're more inclined to share mm. when we're feeling sad and when we're feeling angry or when we're feeling fear. Yeah. Then everyone can support us, but it doesn't nourish us, does it? There's mm. only so much that you can do collectively with yeah. those feelings if you're only sharing those feelings. Yes. And just in the same way that I was talking about. Ludus and pragma, different kinds of love and relationships. Mm. Um, that we, in, unless we can um, be in a moment of joy and then be able to find ways of sharing that moment of joy with other people, then we're also not building any sense of um, building our resources or building our capacity to feel genuine yeah. and to feel and to feel with each other and to be there with each other. So this, yeah, this and it really reminds me of Audrey Lord, you know, mm. who is on the one hand writing about self-care as a political act because only if we self-care can we have that those resources but also only when we self-care can we see the areas where we're the victim and where we're, we're the oppressor and mm. address that stuff. But Audrey Lord is also talking about the erotic in this amazing essay, The Uses of the Erotic, yeah. which I read like twice a year at least. Yeah, it's really great. Um, you know, and the, the, you know, that's joy, isn't it? She's really talking about a, a joyful experience. She, you know, she uses erotic much more widely than sex. She's talking about anything where you get that creative kind of joy yeah. um, and saying that that's really important to cultivate. And again, saying that that's a, a political act mm. that it bonds us together that we can achieve more if mm. we if we can bond through that kind of erotic fellow feeling you know creativity what, whatever you want to call that whole gamut of kind of much more joyful slash excited slash creative yeah feelings yeah, yeah. And that isn't just a 
an, in an, an individually felt joy. Yeah. You know, is yeah. that um, is that if we're hoarding joy yeah. in our tiny atomized kind of units mm. of you know us and you know th- like the person we live with or this only you know yeah. only this one other person then. Um, or we're feeling like there's a zero-sum game where there's um, there's only so much joy to be had, mm. and if you're having it, then other people aren't <laughs> yeah. having theirs. Then we're not really we're then politically we're not doing anything that mm. is useful or valuable with that joy. It's like um, yeah. it's so I guess it's like can we give ourselves permission to be able to be in joy with ourselves, yeah. and then also invite others to to see from like a you know, if we think of the word compersion. Like yeah. that other people might feel really happy for us. Well, this is it. The simplest version, I think, is, you know, that's this shared smile with a stranger, right? It's like yeah. definitely the last time I was walking along the street, really feeling the joy, listening to, you know, great cheesy music on my headphones mm-hmm. and just like smiling. You know, a stranger was just lit up yeah. to see me lit up. You know, it was like that is such, oh, I don't know, it's gold, isn't it? Yeah. You know, especially sometimes London when you're on the tube you know, and a, sh- a thing happens and you're like a, a lovely dog gets on and like, yeah. you know, you meet the eyes of the person opposite who's also gone, oh my God, what a lovely dog. Yeah. You know, something like that. It's, and I, I think social media can be great for that. I definitely, yeah. I definitely use Instagram in that way. You know, like mm. people who would follow my Instagram will not get any of the stuff that I usually share on my blog or Twitter or all no. of the gender stuff and the sex stuff. It's like, I just share moments of nature usually or just really great sunset. You know, for me, a big thing that brings delight is is just like noticing a wildflower or a little creature or a big sky or yeah. you know the sea or something and I guess there's something for me about photographing that moment and sharing it and having a bunch of people sort of have that shared experience with me yeah. I definitely like Instagram for that thing yeah. as well one of the things that I don't enjoy about Instagram as you were referring to earlier is when um there is a kind of uh, a performed happiness at all times yeah. from some people, particularly if people are, have got like a very like branded Instagram. Influences. Yeah. yeah. But then I use Instagram. I just have a private Instagram account and I follow my friends and yeah. I see what my friends are up to. And and generally speaking, they're posting pictures relating to joy. Yeah. Their dogs typically and cats. There's and lots of animals. Their children. Yeah. Their children's artworks, Aww. which are really great. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, that's like a that's a way of experiencing. I guess what we're talking about here is like collective joy, but also giving yeah. ourselves permission to feel joy for other people, whilst also yeah. saying this is a joyful moment for me. You're sharing it, and you also like remember it. I, I often just go back through my Instagram posts. Yeah, there's something really nice for yeah. me about just going back through all of those moments and remembering the moments, and so it also you know it's also it shares with other people, but it also Oh, there's something nice about loving those past versions of yourself that were in those moments. You yeah. know, this 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 kind of cool idea that we're, you know, like, and some kind of quantum physics. This idea that we're all we're all in all of those places all of the time, and we can yeah. kind of share love between past, present, and future versions of ourselves. Again, another way of sharing joy within. Well, I think it's romantic as well. Yeah. One of the things I was writing about on Bish recently is about what is romance, and I was saying that it's about deliberately experiencing something joyful yeah. with yourself or with another person yeah. and then having like a memory of that so like yeah. a memory of that would is like a relationship with a with a past self or something and yeah. going back through your instagram is is about re-remembering joy yes and that's like that's super romantic i think i think so yeah i love this idea that of romance with the self 
and again I think the two the two ways that can help people if if they don't feel romantic towards themselves in the present moment and it, often it's really hard to feel romantic to, or love towards yourself in the present moment because we've got so much sort of inner criticism because of the wider world we're in mm. but what we might be able to do is feel that romance towards a past version or an imagined future version of ourselves yeah and what we also so time can be helpful the other thing we might be able to do is like yeah if we split ourselves into these different parts feel you know romantic from the more compassionate part to the more vulnerable part or mm. from the more joyful part to the sad part or something yeah yeah so mm. um is there any like advice in here that we've got that we can have for people is there like um mm. i guess like if people ask us how we are uh we could think about for a start we could think about going off script and not talking about mm. in, and, and not saying you're fine mustn't grumble yes um, <laughs> um and you know being able to say do you know what actually mm. today's been really good like you know i was doing this and yeah doing this and this and then this happened and then yeah I guess, you know, could we pay attention to all the feelings, like either whether we're writing a diary entry last thing at night or whether somebody asks us that question of how we are, you know, what's it like? I, I did a check-in with some friends this morning, like they start the day with, on a Friday with a bit of a check-in mm. and, and we were encouraged to think how we were physically, intellectually, emotionally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. So that's one way of doing this kind of sweep through how am I on multiple levels. Right. But another way would be you know, is there any joy, sadness, fear, anger, disgust? Mm -hmm. You know, we could think about those primary feelings and whether any of them are present. Yeah. Um, and that, again, would be a good way to make sure we're making space for all of them rather than just focusing on the story of one of them. I think when we're connecting with other people as well, we can kind of check in with those things when we're hearing about other people. Yeah. So we might have a, 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 a reaction, a feeling of coming from a reaction to someone else's feelings. Mm. And, um, you know... Um, if somebody else, if we're feeling joy and somebody else is feeling sadness, does yeah. that mean that we immediately then have to feel sad with them and that completely negates our Absolutely. joy? And can I we check in with ourselves about that feeling? I think we're saying like, yeah, no emotional state should be trumping any of the others. Yeah. So I guess it'd be really nice at the beginning of those kind of conversations, again, to sort of really make sure there's as much space you know say there's a there's a person whose primary thing at the moment is joy and one whose primary thing is a sadness like mm. how do we create space in that conversation for both of those things to be held yeah and we might find that there is that complexity that wonderful complexity that there's joy in hearing the sadness and the sadness in hearing the joy yeah yeah and that within that there might be there might be room to create this capacity for if we're feeling all of the different feelings then we're creating capacity for more for more joy to be felt absolutely amongst us. and this idea of compersion the, the idea that compersion is the opposite of jealousy where we're not feeling like mm. um we're missing out on something because someone else has got something but because the, another person's joy can be our joy yeah it can be kind of infectious again between the inner parts of ourselves or between us and other people or i guess there's a maybe almost like an overarching joy that comes from the vividness of feeling all the feelings mm. you know i'm thinking about there can be a joy in feeling in feeling properly sad and just really allowing that sadness um, instead of thinking it's a bad thing. Yeah. You know, there can be real... So just from the... Yeah, almost like if you imagine it like colours, 
and like the, how the colors might be super muted if we're not really allowing all the feelings mm. but if we allow those feelings to flow then all those co colors are just going to be more and more vivid yeah and then there's this overarching sense of joy of like really being able to experience blue and yeah. really experience red and really experience yellow yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and if you know that the wheel is turning yeah and that you are feeling sad then there can be a joy in feeling sad because you know that joy is going to come at some yeah. point that, that feeling is going to go just like joy is going to go there must be laughter after go. pain just like the sunshine after rain says dire straits uh, at least you're not singing it <laughs> what, you didn't love my harry connick jr last time <laughs> <laughs> no it's just i really like your singing it's just you know when one person starts singing oh you, you feel the pressure don't you to join in with the singing um, uh, that or I feel it changes the dynamic from you know I'm that I'm now being uh, entertained. Oh, okay. And it's like it's a different, different <laughs> kind of entertainment. Right, right. But you know I do it, I experience joy whenever you sing. Well, is it it's, it's a bubbling up of joy when singing occurs? You know, like how <laughs> joyful do you have to feel to burst into song? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, unless there's anything else, I think that's um, assess on joy. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you do enjoy this podcast, please collectively, collectively tell everyone how much fun and joy you got from this podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, and sign up to us at soundcloud.com forward slash Meg John Justin or just search for Meg John Justin in your um, app, uh, your podcast app, and click subscribe. And then you'll get all of the gold. So, in your, so much gold. In your inbox. Yeah. We... Um, announcement we are going to do a patreon we've kind of talked about it yes at various points but we are aiming to do a patreon um we're thinking july this year so 2019 mm -hmm. and so we're going to be doing regular podcasts we're hoping uh weekly podcasts uh but every other week will be a patreon only yeah um podcast so we'll give you more details once we've actually done it we're yeah. just flagging it up now so um enjoy these very regular weekly podcasts at some point we're gonna ask you invite you to pay for uh some of the content some of the content but not all of them will be free content and there will be yeah and then also like there'll be you don't have you can pay different amounts of money to patreon and stuff like that can't yeah you? well we'll figure that out we'll work it yeah. out but we're yeah. just flagging but it'd be nice to make it it's nice for us to make a little bit from the podcast is, yeah is the thinking yeah yeah, you yeah. know, it would be nice for this to be a job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as well as something that we enjoy. Which we do. But it's okay to both enjoy your job and to have a job and to yeah, get paid. Yeah, 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 like absolutely. The, our, in, our enjoyment is not part of our salary. Well, again, that's a, that's a funny thing, isn't it? There can almost be a sense that, like, pay, pay and you only pay for things that are unpleasant. Yeah. But actually, it's fine to also have enjoyment and... Yeah, be, and be valued in terms of money. Yeah, David Braber um, uh, said something very interesting about this on another podcast. Uh, he wrote a, a book called Bullshit Jobs. Nice. And, and um, it's this idea that people who do um, uh, work where it's seen as you know worthwhile. Yeah. And seen as that they're contributing to society. One of the reasons why those jobs are not very well paid often mm. is because part of their salary is meant to be, oh, well, you enjoy your job. Yeah. So that's why we don't get to give you, that's why you don't get to earn as much as people who don't enjoy their job some, somehow. So mm. it's okay for us to mm -hmm. ask our fans if they would like to contribute to us making this, turning this into a job. Yeah. Even though we enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. so. Thank you so much for enjoying uh, 
uh, or enduring uh, this <laughs> podcast. And uh, let us know if you have on Twitter at Meg John Justin. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the only one that we're actively using, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. We're on the others, other but try yeah, and get yeah, yeah. Okay, until next time. Bye now. Bye.